Hello and welcome to the Intentional Clinician Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Kraus, licensed professional counselor, and I have got a special guest today, Brittany DeCess, LLPC, from Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, from Health for Life Counseling in the Ada location. And she is going to be telling us all about these new relational programs that are starting up at Health for Life Counseling to meet a need in the community. Can you tell us what these programs are, Brittany? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Paul. Um, So to go back to your question of tell me about these programs, um, I'm in the process of building uh, various relationship programs that are time limited. So going from like eight sessions to 12 sessions that have very concise and contextual um, themes to go with them. So every program is going to have uh, six skills, regardless of what um, clients may choose. And then at the end of those programs so like the last like two to four sessions are going to be topics that are really really important for that couple or that relationship to be able to explore Um, there's going to be different levels of investment and they're going to be ranged from different types of people so i'm just really excited for people to know about these programs I love that. And the first episode we're doing right now, we're going to do two episodes. So stay tuned if number two might be for you. But in this first episode, we're primarily talking about relationship programs for premarital couples, relationship maintenance for cis heterosexual couples, and the premarital program that we have not fully developed yet, but uh, where people bring in their faith um, to the, to, to, no matter what the faith is. And then in podcast number two, we're going to be talking about uh, premarital and commitment counseling for LGBTQIA plus and relationship maintenance for LGBTQIA plus. And we have a third podcast coming sometime later this year with uh, one of our resident experts on um, couples that might have more than uh, two people or uh, relationships, sorry, I should say, we're going to talk about that more later. What what do we call that? What's the what's the word that you... We're calling it non-monogamous or consensual non-monogamy. Yes. Okay. Excellent. And there's a lot of you know stuff in the news about that, but that's not what we're going to be talking about today. But we want to let people know if they're interested in that, we are covering all the topics. So today's topic is really focusing on the 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 dyad, the couple um, with the with. The three situations, of course, the premarital and the relationship maintenance for people that have already been together a while um, at the forefront. So can you tell me why you're excited about these relationship programs, maybe kind of like why you're developing them? Because, uh, you know, these these are not programs that a lot of places have uh, locally. So can you explain to me about some of your reasons for putting them together? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the reasons why I put them together was I was already doing couples counseling and I kept hearing a lot of feedback of like, it was so hard to find a therapist and to do premarital counseling specifically that wasn't tied to some kind of religious institution. Mm. And so that was one part of the feedback that I got is we want premarital counseling, but we don't necessarily want it to be through a faith-based uh institution or place. So I was like, awesome. 
that's cool. And then I also heard feedback for people that were doing some of that premarital counseling of it was really hard to find something that was in a time limited area. So a lot of uh, faith based premarital counseling will do like 10 sessions, 12 sessions leading mm. up to the date of marriage. And they weren't seeing that in secular or non-religious institutions. Mm. And so I kind of combined those two things of like, okay, so people want programs and they want premarital counseling, which doesn't necessarily need to have or they don't want to have a faith into it. As, as Paula said, you know, we're going to be making that later, but the right now need is that. So that was one of the reasons why I made this premarital um, programming. And then for the relationship maintenance part is I'm, I get some couples who like, I hear a lot of, oh, everything's fine. It's just kind of the spark is gone or our kids have moved out and now we're empty nesters and we just want something to connect. We need a skill build again. And so I was all like, awesome. I can do that too. And so I kind of moved some things around with the premarital format into relationship maintenance at that point. Um, and it just excites me to be able to help people grow in their love and in their marriage and in their relationships because relationships are just so fundamentally important. That's lovely. And I, I really appreciate your creativity and your openness to people's uh, feedback and their requests. So based on that, why are, I know this sounds like a naive question, but just for a minute, why why are people so interested in these relationship programs and why, why can they be so effective or dynamic in people's lives? I think they can be really effective because one, I think a lot of people and particularly the men that I have worked with, they really want to know what the outcome is, what the goals are, what are the objectives that we can conquer. And I think with the program, I can give you, okay, these are the exact criteria and themes and subjects we're looking for. So I think for at least some men, obviously not all men, it creates that like buy-in on hopefully we have better skills or better ways to talk about topics by the end of it. So I think that's one effective and beneficial way. Two, I think that for a lot of people who are going through a relationship change, so obviously we think marriage and engagement being the biggest one, but there are people who are moving in together or uh, become empty nesters or we have other life transitions where we need to recalibrate the relationship. And I think a lot of people forget that we still need to talk about finances, sharing home responsibilities, parenthood, uh, how to... to deal with or um, keep relationship with in-laws or other family members, sex, religion, politics, all of these are topics that somehow feel a little uncomfy just bringing up. And I think it makes a lot of people feel better that a therapist is the one directing those conversations so that we can kind of touch on all of them to discover which ones need to be further explored. So I think that's another reason why this program can be really effective. Thank you for uh, explaining that. Um, for people that are on the edge, like, oh, you know, why would I do couples counseling or why would I do a relationship program? I, I mean, part of my perspective, and we were kind of talking about this in some of the, the notes we were exchanging, was that relationships affect so many people. It's interesting. Like, obviously, our individual's behavior can impact people. But when you have two people or three people or whatever, a family together, a relationship going on that 
there's there's a large impact if that relationship dynamic is healthy and happy and people are you know communicating getting along versus if it's like feeling dysfunctional and you know people are on edge and angry at each other can you explain a little bit about that piece mhm absolutely um i think you hit the nail on the head of that like relationships have such a big impact on all of our lives um you know, I'm sure we all heard about attachment theory and Bulby about the way your caregivers interact with you or unfortunately don't interact with you kind of sets you up to the way you engage with everybody else, particularly in really intimate and personal relationships. And I think I kind of use that same framework, particularly for the couples or relationships that have children. Because if they are fighting all the time or arguing or um, even just giving the cold shoulder intention, your household, your children are going to pick up on that, Mm. even if they can't verbalize that. And so I really think about wow, you can be a role model for what a healthy relationship is for your kids. And I also think that in some relationship dynamics, we don't have a lot of good examples of healthy relationships out there that isn't completely fictional, like in our rom-coms and our romance books, that we people need to be able to see those things. And so I think counseling is a great way to adjust how you not only view yourself in that relationship, but that impact you can have on other people. Yes. And I think there's a lot of people out there right now in the adult world, meaning 18 plus that sort of wish that their parents had been in a program and had learned these skills, because we'll get into this a little bit later in the discussion, but you're not really, um, it's it, this isn't just like you sitting there like judge judy and problem solving and pointing out problems you're just trying to empower both members of the couple to learn some communication skills and some other things that uh, you know uh, are relevant to, so that they can tackle both the fun part of life but also the difficult issues in a way that helps them feel good and feel like they're on the same team versus Mm -hmm. adversaries living under one roof. Can you explain a little bit about that? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I think most effective couples therapy do is they teach their, their couple or the people that they're working with the skills, the ways to identify when they're overstimulated or active, or they need a break with their partner and making the counselor obsolete. That's the goal is it's not me targeting saying, whoa, stop. It's for both of those partners to understand each other and to use those skills and to kind of role model and co-regulate with each other. Um, And I think it's also uh, a good way to show that person um, that you're committed to them. And I think going to counseling is that first step in, in commitment. Did I answer your question, Paul? Yes. And I, I, I am... I, I want to back that up with some facts that I was reading recently. Uh, this is actually an older fact, but in 2012, study published in the Family Journal further supported the benefits of premarital counseling that found that couples who completed an average of eight counseling sessions experienced significant improvements in relationship satisfaction compared to 80% of couples that did not receive such counseling. Among them, men also showed significant improvements in individual distress. There's another here that couple therapy positively affects the majority of couples who undergo treatment. Specifically, 70% of couples feel better after getting professional help from couples counselors. And so in this, 
you know, sometimes we talk about what is couples counseling, what is a relationship program. And the couples counseling sometimes is not very standardized. It depends on where that therapist went to school, what their viewpoints are, what extra trainings they did. And in this program, you are being very upfront about here are the, the, the eight to 12 weeks. These are the topics we're covering. These are the skills I may need to teach you. And they're all research-based. They're coming from a lot of the Gottman literature, mm-hmm. um, their program and, and other programs. You're getting a booklet, you know, here, I, you know, and the point is not me to be the judge, but for me to empower you to have these skills. Can you comment on that a little bit? Yes. So you were already kind of piggybacking on the differences between, um, what do we want to say, quote unquote, regular couples counseling Mm -hmm. in this program, right? Um, Right. So we're we're following a a very uh, strict format for these premarital counseling programs um, that are going to be covering broad themes. Um, Yes, some of the skills that we're going to be using in those programs are going to be the same for like, quote unquote, regular couples therapy. But I think that it, it, it's the time difference and the, um, more opportunity for individualized care that sometimes regular couples counseling can promote that this program is going to really, um, cut and narrow down. So some of those skills that we're going to be learning is going to be um, fight, flight, freeze, friend, and fawn, aka what we might consider lid flipping. We're going to learn coping skills and the difference between co-regulating and codependency. Yes, we're going to be moving from uh, or moving with that Gottman uh, research by using the Gottman Rapport communication method and other communication skills. We're going to learn some emotional literacy, which basically is how do we move from the basic of I feel blank because blank to even more in-depth talk about our feelings. We're going to learn about assumption checking, love languages, and how that impacts bids for connection, and also maybe touching on other topics that are important to that couple or that relationship, such as finances, sex, intimacy, religion, politics, and parenthood. And there might be some other things that we can draw on in that, but that's kind of the, the gist of what we're trying to target in our premarital or other relationship programs. Right. And so the pre and you're drawing on not only the 40 years of research, but John and Julie Gottman, for those who are listening or sure what that is, it's from University Correct. of Washington's Love Lab. Um, and they did experiments and, and ran a ton of studies on friendship, intimacy, and couples, existential couples therapies, uh, which is basically working on meaning, value, beliefs, and helping how how those meaning and values beliefs can drive both positive behaviors and negative behaviors and also neutral behaviors in a relationship understanding that and of course solution focused goal oriented approaches to help these uh clients and people that are participating identify solutions instead of just focusing on whose fault was this issue right or or yes. dwelling in that resentment and sometimes quote unquote regular couples counseling could get really into that mud Right. And what we're trying to do here is like, you know, premarital, obviously you're changing the program for people that are going towards marriage or going towards some sort of commitment. Whereas the relationship maintenance program is similar skills, but you're dealing with folks that have been together for a while and, and they need some, you know, maintenance really, we need to kind of get back to, to a way that where we both feel good. I think you had a story here uh, do you want to tell us about that? 
Yeah, so as you were saying that, I was thinking about David Mindy. Uh, David Mindy had... Um, and the names have been changed to protect those. These are fake yes. names, just so you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Guess where I got those names from? Guess that show? Ha -ha. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave and Mindy really had some uh, challenges with, like, where they were going to be moving from. Like, okay, we're boyfriend to girlfriend. You know, he popped the question, and they were wondering, like, what does that mean in how a relationship wants to be when we get married? Um, they were having some small tiffs and things, but they both were really coming to me with, like, we don't know what we don't know. We don't even know what conversations to really have. Um, and so one of the things that um, they learned early on in their sessions was the Gottman Rappaport communication method, which really is about how do we paraphrase and how do we actually comprehend what our partner is saying to us? Because oftentimes we talk just to respond and we listen just to respond and not actually grasp what our partner is trying to say. So, oh my gosh, Dave was very resistant to using this communication style and he thought it was fake and he thought it was funny. And dare I say, he really, I'm going to say, can I say a cuss word, Paul? Yeah, go for it. Great. Well, he thought it was bullshit learning how to talk. And mm. <laughs> you know what? A lot of couples feel that way. Um, but I really encourage them to like, you know, it seems silly, but try to practice the skill. Every skill we learn, tying our shoes, riding a bike, hammering a nail is going to feel stupid and silly when we're trying to learn it. So the next time they came back, Mindy was saying she felt so listened to and so validated. And you know what? Dave was all like, she rolled her eyes last and the bickering stopped. So I like that. So I was like, right on. Great. And as they, you know, we started learning skills, they kept all stacking together and it really got, we was able to really use those when we started talking about sex and parenting. And mm. Dave and Mindy really started to know what things were really important to them, what values they held, what things they were already doing good. And they came from, I don't know what I don't know to now I know you and our relationship even better. Wow. So that is amazing how just, you know, being with them, but then helping them learn this communication thing, they kind of actually just solve their own issues. And I think that's actually what I love about these programs is it's not that you're trying to just solve their issues. It's you're giving them the tools to get deeper and deeper into their relationship and communicate. And boy, lo and behold, what happens is people turn towards one another. That's one of the Gottman language. And they start learning how to be on the same team. And then, oh my gosh, we do want the same things. We may just want them at different times, right? We may have different needs. Um, we may have, and but you know, when your partner and you are feeling good on the same page, you want to meet each other's needs mm -hmm. um, versus when you're feeling resentful or unappreciated or disrespected or unloved or whatever language you want to use, you're like, Hey, why, why should I, why should I help you? And you're not even helping me. Right. And it starts that negative cycle. So I love that this program really focuses on the skills and the perspectives, uh, involved in that. And, um, uh, yeah. So now we should talk a little bit about this. Uh, we talked about the fact that regular couples therapy kind of just depends. It, it's like, Sometimes people really need that, like something really major happens in their life 
And Absolutely. like, we need to enter family therapy. Somebody's got a diagnosis, somebody, something bad happened, somebody died, something um, occurred, a loss of a job. Yes, get into couples therapy, right? Get into that traditional family therapy environment. And and um, in that, there's, a, there's a, a very odd nuanced conversation I wanna get into before we talk about, a little bit about why you're doing this and then we'll kind of wrap up with the, with the, what people get in this program. But the odd thing is, is that the insurance world is a strange place to practice. And um, traditional couples counseling is not actually covered by health insurance, which is why you made these programs. Now, family therapy, which is a gray area, is meaning that if one of the person in a couple has a really bad issue and the insurance company believes that that and the therapist gives them a diagnosis and the insurance company believes that that is a bad enough issue, you can essentially have a lot of family sessions, right? But it's not really supposed to be like couples counseling. It's supposed to be family therapy around the issues that this mental illness or this physical illness or this problem is causing the family. And I've done, you know, a lot of family therapy with health insurance, but it wasn't, it wasn't about love languages and sex and intimacy as much as it was. Maybe those things had been blocked by the problems, right? But it was more just trying to solve problems is what it was and trying to get people on the same page. Uh, and I felt limited by that. And in fact, I did uh, reach out to a, a friend of mine who is has been an auditor and an insurance expert for about 30 years, actually 40 years. Um, and they were explaining, because I said, you know, why doesn't health insurance just co cover couples? Because I feel like a lot of people will call people and be like, I want couples therapies. And in fact, well-meaning therapists and groups all over probably the US are giving couples therapy when actually that's not covered by health insurance. Family therapy is covered. Health insurance is based on individual coverage. Even in a family plan, an individual must still be identified as the patient or client served. That reimbursement to the therapist or with the contract is based on a clinical need, which means there has to be a diagnosable mental disorder or a behavioral disorder through the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. This isn't necessarily a bad thing. Most people at one time or another will qualify for a diagnosis. And we don't we don't focus on diagnosis in this program at all. But yeah. it is important to understand why this program is a cash program because technically we're following the rules um, that couples counseling, where you really focus on the love and those feelings and everything, that's technically not what health insurance is covering. They're covering for problems, not trying to just make things better. Um and so essentially, uh, you know, you can, of course, see couples and families in sort of counseling if one of them has a major problem or the family has a major problem. There's no problem with that at all. But this, what we're looking at is instead of like, there's already a huge problem, this is more prevention and also what I would call seeking wellness in a way. Um, uh, because... I mean, there's more we can say about this insurance thing, but essentially to really do couples counseling in a, in a prevention and a wellness way with uh, working on all of the relationship issues, you, you really need the freedom to do that without an insurance company dictating that this has to be about a specific issue like PTSD or something, right? Correct. Yes. Um, what I tell a lot of people who have been interested in this program is if you are um, experiencing PTSD, severe anxiety and depression, an affair, domestic violence, a death, um, 
those types of things that family counseling might be more beneficial because then that's a diagnosable thing that a client can have with a support person there to help navigate that. Mm. But if we're talking about um, intimacy, compatibility, communication styles, problem solving and conflict, um, family dynamics and differences, value systems, and bill the insurance for that, which is part of the reason why these programs are made. And also with those time limits of eight to 12 sessions, a client knows that they only have to pay X amount of money for or be committed to X amount of sessions and that it's not an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I I agree with that completely. Um, So Brittany... A little bit about you. Um, I'm going to read this and you kind of fill in the gaps. But you've been working at Health for Life Counseling since September 2021. Mm-hmm. And do you want to tell a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got into uh, counseling and, and what you do? Absolutely. Um, man, I feel like I could talk about me forever. That's probably <laughs> a bad thing, right? <laughs> no, no, no. This helps people so. understand you more. <laughs> So um, I have a background first in, uh, I have a bachelor's in art therapy. Um, I legally cannot call myself an art therapist, but I heavily utilize my creative arts and art therapy in a lot of the work I do with clients all the way across the Mm. lifespan. Um, I had five internships before um, I moved on to my master's program. And then uh, I went to Western Michigan University to get my master's in counseling education with an emphasis on marriage, couples, and family. Um, From there, I really got the bug for uh, talking about intimacy, sexuality, relationship issues. Even though I would say the program was more family-oriented, like couples just really just put the fire in my gut to keep going with that. Um, after I grad, or I should say before I graduated, I had an internship um, working with families going through the adoption and foster care system. So I was doing home-based therapy at that time, um, nav- helping those kiddos that were going through that system, helping the families that were going through that system. And then I also, I think what really helped me have this focus on relationships is for a while I did some cognitive behavioral therapy with youth who were going through um, a court-ordered program. And it just really showed me some of the systemic things that were going on in family for the reasons and the recidivism of these youths. And it just really impacted me so much about how relationships either hurt us or help us. Um, And that's kind of why I keep, I guess, moving in that direction of couples therapy and relationships and intimacy and sexuality. Um, It's just, it makes me feel great. (laughs) Well, as uh, Alan Watts once said, you have, if you really want to make an impact in the world, you have to follow your bliss. Now, of course, a lot of people misinterpreted that as just having fun all the time. But what this means, and I think this philosophy world is follow where the passion is, follow where you feel fulfilled. And so I think you are clearly following what your passion is in helping people. And I know you see individual therapy, uh, you see people for individual therapy and all of that. But I really think this program is needed because oftentimes people are waiting until the relationship is crashing or, you know, divorce papers or I'm never talking to you again or all this stuff is going on. And, 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 you know, divorce is needed sometimes. Okay. It is. But like sometimes mm-hmm. these divorces and these breakups are actually 
avoidable and, and, and for both people, right? Um, there's a reason people got together in the first place. And sometimes those people, I think, can work it out. And sometimes they can't. But this gives people permission to explore, especially the premarital folks, but also the people that are in the relationship maintenance program, because, you know, the older you get in a relationship, I mean, if you keep that relationship healthy and fresh, you're going to become healthier. I mean, there's, I mean, there's untold number of articles that show if you feel supported by your partner and your relationship, your health is better. Your physical health is better. Your mental health is better. And let alone if anybody has children, you know, these children, they may not have the language yet. They may not have the words. They may not have the expertise, but they feel and they notice everything. It's all getting encoded in their nervous system. And it's all getting encoded in their mind about how you treat one another in the home if you're a parent. And so mm-hmm. I, I know that there's it's a tough time in the world and the economy to talk about, you know, spending a little extra money on a, on a, on a relationship program, but the payoff, I mean, these are very affordable programs and you have a discount. If the more sessions you do, the more of a discount you get. And if you pay up front, mm-hmm. there's even a bigger discount, which people can see on the website. We're going to list in the show notes, but the more, if you invest in yourself, that your entire life is going to go better. So whatever you're involved in work, or parenting or school or whatever you're doing, these things are going to go better. And I know this is so cliche, but that whole term health is wealth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we could all do side jobs and side hustles until we have to go to the hospital, you know, but, but really focusing on our health, if we have the means to do so in any way possible is important. So some folks, they may just be listening to podcasts because they're not ready. They don't have the means, right? And they may just not have the ability to do this. But I was going to ask a question. I know you do a lot of this in person at the Health for Life Counseling Office, but would you do one of these programs online if people were maybe in a different city or part of Michigan? Yes. As long as they are in the state of Michigan, which is where I'm licensed, um, they can do online as well. It might make some of the, our activities a little different since we won't be like in the same room. Um, it might involve a little bit more investment and me communicating, make sure you bring some pens and paper next session. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would be totally willing to do um, online sessions. And, you know, as you were talking about like that investment, I think of this uh these programs the premarital counseling the relationship maintenance as this metaphor of this is our oil change you know we want to keep our relationship running smoothly we don't want to delay our oil change and oftentimes a good mechanic as they're looking at your oil will be able to identify something else that needs further attention but if you don't get your oil change for months or years eventually you're gonna have to redo the whole engine or get a new car and that's what we're trying to avoid. That's that proactive approach that we're trying to do. And, you know, interestingly enough, as we kind of kind of close this discussion, um, I I was thinking about a lot of the skills I was reading through the curriculum and what you put together. And, and it's fun. There's like activities. There is discussion. There is a counseling aspect, but it is there is a point to every session. Right. It's very mm-hmm. to the point. And. Uh, instead of a he said, she said, she said, he said, whatever situation. Um, and one of the things that, that struck me that I think you said was like, oh, yeah, you know, 
you guys learn these, you learn these skills. This isn't just about your romantic relationship or your partner or your whatever. You can apply these skills at the workplace with friends, with children, with relatives. These communication skills are, I mean, highly studied skills that are effective. And I call that, I think one of the, one of the things that I've heard this referred to is interpersonal effectiveness or assertiveness, Mm -hmm. where you are learning to express your needs and boundaries in a way that de-escalates people instead of escalates people. Would you, what do you think about that? Um, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I actually have um, a couple that I worked with and the woman in this relationship started to use it with her boss. Um, Some of these skills about emotional literacy and paraphrasing and really trying to navigate the values that her boss was trying to, you know, display when he would kind of get like these like (laughs) kind of huffy little comments with her and their relationship even changed. So I absolutely think that these skills aren't just about romantic or sexual relationships. They can be impacted and used with almost anybody. I love that. I love that. So um, how do people get in touch with you? How do they sign up for this? So they can go to our website if they want to find out some more information on those things. And that can be at healthforlifegr.com. They can also call our primary number to talk to our admin team to get on our wait list, which is 616-200-4433. They can also um, email me to find oh, out okay. some more information as well. Uh, my email is Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I at healthforlifegr.com. Oh, very cool. Yes, that sounds very useful. And I know that um, we as a group of therapists, we have a full-time front desk person and somebody that backs them up as well. So you should be able to get through whether it's on email or phone or whatever, if you want to see more information. Um, all of these links will be in the show notes of this episode. And Brittany, I thank you so much for being my guest today on The Intentional Clinician. Yeah, I had so much fun. Thanks, Paul. That's what you are. Unforgettable. Though near or far. Like a song of love that clings to me How the thought of you does things to me Never before has someone been more And there you have it. This has been another episode of the Intentional Clinician Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please share it with people you know. I would surely appreciate it. Or take just a minute to give us a rating on iTunes. As most of you know, I am passionate about preventing future violence in the United States. My colleagues and I have started a nonprofit called the National Violence Prevention Hotline, a 501c3 organization. We are endeavoring to gain funding and collaborators so that we can start a 24-7 hotline and chat line to reach potential perpetrators before they act violently. It is a bold effort to save lives and curb violence by working to connect with potential offenders while they are in the planning stages of violence, help to de-escalate them, and provide resources so that they can get appropriate professional help. 
The National Violence Prevention Hotline is looking to open up a conversation about violence in society, the causes, and the solutions. You can learn more by visiting our website, www.violencepreventionhotline.org. Join us online by signing our petition on the website, sharing the website with your network of people, donating to the cause if you like, and you can now even write your congressperson from our website with a simple form. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you are a therapist looking for ethical and excellent medical billing services, check out therapistbillingservicesllc.com. That's www.therapistbillingservicesllc.com. Billing services created by therapists for therapists. If you're looking for an EMDR International Association consultant, I am a consultant and I can provide you the 20 hours you need to become EMDRIA certified. I have groups online and in person, and I do individual consultation. Just send me a message at the website and I'll get back to you. If you want to get trained in EMDR therapy, check out the great training opportunities with EMDR Training Solutions. I've worked with them before and they are phenomenal, so register today. If you are in need of counseling, do not hesitate to make an appointment at a local counseling center in your area. You can also make an appointment with the excellent clinicians in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area at Health for Life Counseling and the Trauma-Informed Counseling Center of Grand Rapids by visiting www.healthforlifegr.com. The recording you just listened to consists of the personal opinions of Paul Krauss and his guest, and while these are based on the literature they have read and the experience in their fields, this should not be viewed as a definitive opinion on any subject. Listening to this podcast is not a substitute for treatment. If you're in a crisis, please dial 911 or the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988. You can also text 741741 and a live trained crisis counselor will respond. Did you know you could support your local bookstore by shopping at www.bookshop.org? You can order from the comfort of your own home online while supporting local brick-and-mortar businesses near you. If you are a therapist and you are not a member of your national or local therapy organizations such as the American Counseling Association or the American Mental Health Counselors Association, please get involved. At least pay the dues. It will help the lobbyists in our field keep us from becoming gig workers. And of course, there's the bonus of increasing mental health education around the United States and helping people understand what counseling is and promoting best practices within our profession. Until next time, I wish you all a safe and peaceful week. This role so new 
I'll muddle through with you to guide me in this world where many, many Hardly any stay in love I'm glad there is you More than ever There